When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. There are other celebrities worth talking about. We have our own American royalty to dish about here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. And that's what we're going to do for a moment. Good afternoon. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. It's about three minutes after the two o'clock hour here on Wednesday, January 8th of 2020. Wow. We learned in the last uh, hour that uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will be stepping back from their royal duties. Shocker. <gasps> Big news. What? Very little detail. However, lots of speculation, but we do have some more information that's pretty fascinating. In fact, we now know uh, some of the ways that they are going to change how they work with the media. You know that media has been a topic of conversation around those two in particular because of some of the unfair ways they've been treated by some tabloid media. We'll give you all the latest on that and more in the next segment. But right now, we want to focus on a piece of American royalty herself. And that is someone we mentioned on our show yesterday. Uh, Her name is Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, we like to do a little gooper scoopers. Here come the gooper scoopers. They are going to find you stuff that's dumb. What do you got there, Howls? What's in the scooper hopper? Well, Gwyneth Paltrow, arguably Hollywood royalty, about as close as you're going to get. Absolutely. When uh, you're uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Yes. I wanted to say, I was like, is there a godparent Steven Spielberg? I want to say quite possibly. I digress. We could find out. Gwyneth Paltrow, the founder of Goop, the lifestyle empire, is on the cover of the latest issue of Harper's Bazaar magazine in a hot pink breastplate. It's really weird. I kind of like it, I know you do because you're weird, but that's fine. That's (laughs) fine. I'll allow it. It kind of looks like a weird, like, spacesuit, swimsuit. I don't know. Anyway, what is she saying in this Harper's Bazaar piece that's bizarre? Well, one of the things that she's talking about to Harper's Bazaar is her food intake for the day. Oh, oh I know. You know this is going to be painful. That you've wanted to know exactly what Gwyneth Paltrow puts in her mouth on a daily basis. I do, because I, like the rest of the world, want to be just like Gwyneth Paltrow. So do we? how, how, do, how are we going to learn what she's putting in her pie hole? Well, she, Bradley, she made a vlog. Oh, a, a video, video blog. Because mm-hmm, she made it for Harper's Bazaar, and she lays out her food diaries for the day. And it goes... A little something like this. I'm Gwyneth Paltrow, and this is everything I eat in a day. 
First thing I do when I wake up is oil pulling with coconut oil. So I have raw organic coconut oil. I put some a spoonful in my mouth. While I'm opening curtains and everything, I'm sort of swishing it around. It's an Ayurvedic way to remove bacteria from the mouth. And then I usually have a large glass or two of water. And then I sit down with my computer at the kitchen table before the kids wake up. And then I have coffee and some quiet time with my husband. And we sort of catch up on email and news. And then I wake my kids up. I'm not a big breakfast person. I'll eat brunch sometimes late on a weekend. But after I take my kids to school, I go straight to the gym. And I always have a big thing of water at the gym and I put two of our goop glows in there for vitamin C and for skin. And I'm obsessed with that stuff. It's like my morning kind of orange juice. After that, I go to the office and shower. Okay. So can we stop there? Because <laughs> I'm like writing down what she's eating. And so far, here's what I've gotten. Yes. Coffee. What is Paltrow's food diary? Coffee. Yeah. Because I don't think you can connect. Uh, we'll get to the oil pulling in just a moment. But you've got the... So she put oil in her mouth. She did not swallow that oil. No. So the first thing she puts in her mouth in the day is coffee. I can relate to that. That's fine. Me too. But then the next thing, by the time she's like doing her workout, she's... Two tablets of something that she's selling, by the way, on Goop? Yeah, her own vitamin C dust. So her breakfast is two tablets? Well, a a dust dust packet. So you put the dust dust packet packet. in the water and you stir it around. Oh, so that's her breakfast. Yeah, it's a dust. She's got dust for breakfast? Okay. No, this is ridiculous. (laughs) And here, let me just start with this. Please. The oil pulling thing, we have had Dr. Scott Shamblot on the show to talk about this oil pulling business. You know, you can do whatever you want. Putting oil in your mouth is not going to kill you, but it's not going to do the thing that you think it's going to do. It's not antibacterial. In fact, if you're concerned about bacteria in your mouth, you should have a nice fluoride rinse and um, Google it. You don't have to take my word for it or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH and he'll tell you all about it. Tell him Bradley sent you. Tell him Bradley sent you. Thank you. Um, Well, explain what oil pulling is because she doesn't explain what it is in the video, Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like, I put oil in my mouth. It's one of those things that sort of caught fire a couple years back where people are like, oh, oil pulling. You can basically just cure all of your dental illnesses by swishing around some coconut oil in your mouth. And it's supposed to allegedly um, suck out all of the bacteria from your mouth. Um, now again, it's not going to kill you, Yeah. but if you're trying to, if you have, first of all, if you're brushing your teeth, you're fine. Yeah. You don't need, you're not pulling out toxins by swishing olive olive oil or any oil for that matter. Anytime anybody says, I'm getting rid of the toxins. Be be concerned. Be concerned, which is what you just said. If it makes you feel good, if it allows you to feel like you're, you know, if you like swishing around coconut oil in your mouth go for it yeah but it's not removing bacteria from your mouth and that at least comes from the words the mouth of an actual dentist yeah okay but but anyway that had that was just a minor part of her overall what she eats in a day now she goes on does she not to tell us what else she eats uh yeah so she takes a shower at the office which by the way that must be and nice. That must be real nice. Well, so she does that, and then she goes on in the video. Uh, she talks about a smoothie that she likes to drink, which speaks to me that she has a nice blender at the office. 
Or she stops by that one place to pick oh, up a smoothie, remember? Yeah. So, yeah, Holly, here's the thing you need to know about Holly. We're talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Holly is kind of a wannabe Gwyneth Paltrow. I am. I mean, you've got the beautiful thing going on. You've got the... Uh, I don't know what else Gwyneth Paltrow is that you are, but... I don't know. She kind of... She's aspirational for you. Yes, so I wanna, she is. So, I want to I allow that and acknowledge it. Yeah, but I also can acknowledge at the same time... Time. Time. The Gwyneth Paltrow has a fair degree of snake oil salesmanship to her. You know that dust that she likes to sell? You can be Gwyneth Paltrow, too. The dust is just a vitamin C supplement. Yeah, it's and called then emergency. It's called emergency. And then there's a couple of other things that your body can produce efficiently on its own. Yeah. And any kind of supplementation of those minerals or whatever the heck is in that dust packet, you're fine. Your body does it for yourself. But the first solid food she eats, which uh, apparently doesn't happen until after her workout when she gets to work, is a smoothie, which I think smoothies are a little overrated. And sometimes people just think smoothies are miracle foods. It's really just blended up food. So it's like baby food. Or old people food with no teeth. You know, I mean, yeah. again, if it tastes good and you like it, go for it. Because who doesn't love a good smoothie on occasion, mm, right? Yum. But she presents this in a way where she's just so... She goes to that fancy um, grocery store yeah. and gets the cacao. Yeah, sometimes if she wants a little sweet thing. So the grocery store that she's talking about, we don't have it here in Minnesota. In fact, I think that it's only in Southern California. It's called Erewhon. You might see celebrities with Erewhon grocery bags in the right-hand side of the Daily Mail. I'm here to tell you, Bradley, this place is like, you got to take a second mortgage in order to go grocery shopping at Erewhon. Because, see, it's the thing. It's that aspirational thing where they get you. This is how people like Gwyneth Paltrow uh, do their their voodoo. Yeah. um, That they do do so well. Their emphasis on the do-do. It's because they make you feel like it's fancy. Yeah. And who doesn't want to feel fancy? I know. But at the end of the day, it's just blended up vegetables and, and fruits. That's right. And, and actually, an emergency packet. And also, a lot of times that means you're going to get a lot of sugar yeah. and a lot of fiber, and you're yeah. going to get a lot of gas. Yeah. So you're going to end up tooting your way through your work day. Yeah. So it's really not all it's cracked up to be. Exactly. And then, you know, this is Gwyneth Paltrow's average morning as she presents it to Harper's Bazaar magazine. And I think you were talking about this, Bradley, before we went to air. But we're just essentially... Getting the ideal that Gwyneth Paltrow's morning is. It's that the ideal that she wants to sell you about this. And we're getting the highlight reel of Gwyneth Paltrow's food diaries. We aren't maybe necessarily getting the reality, but this is the the mirage that she wants to present to you. That mirage going to make us kind of feel bad, like... Oh, yeah, because if you don't have the perfect morning that she just laid out and by the way, maybe that's one out of five mornings or two out of five. Yeah, that she has that ideal. You know, she doesn't tell us about the time that she uh, pooped her pants by accident. (laughs) Oops, I pooped my pants. Or that she, you know, forgot something halfway on her way to work. Um, and, you know, had to rush back and was late to a meeting and so then didn't eat anything or went through the drive through at the Jack in the Box because every once in a while she likes to have fried food. We know this because occasionally she smokes ciggies. Yeah, she has so a cigarette. She's just presenting you with her ideal. Yeah. And that is an ideal that the rest of us, although may aspire to, will never achieve and therefore will end up feeling inadequate over. Exactly. So stop making me feel inadequate, Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you. Stop it. Consider our feelings, why don't you? You know what? We are going to consider 
your feelings, oh. and in fact, our listeners' feelings oh. about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Mm. When we come back, because we've got some breaking news, in addition to the fact that they're stepping back from their royal duties, we now know how they're going to change their relationship with the media, oh. and we're going to tell you all about it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. You guys, there is so much that we just got for you. Oh, how lucky are you that you're listening to Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071? Streaming live, doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Um, we are breaking down the news that we learned earlier today that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are essentially resigning from their official duties as uh, senior royal uh, senior royals in the royal family. We knew basically through an Instagram post that they would be stepping back because they want to be financially independent. We also learned that likely they would be spending their time between the United Kingdom and North America. Presumably that means Canada and or the United States, but maybe Mexico. I don't know. You don't know. Maybe the Caribbean. It's possible. Yeah. So we just found out a crap ton of information about this decision. On their parts. Okay? Okay. So, People Magazine pointed us to their royal website, and apparently, they have answered a lot of questions, because they knew that when they made this announcement, people would have some questions. Yes. So, should we go through some of those questions? Absolutely. Okay, so what are the questions that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle we're anticipating that we were going to be asking about their departure from senior royal duties. Here's a first question. Why are the Duke and Duchess of Sussex choosing this new working model? And they say, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex take great pride in their work and are committed to continuing their charitable endeavors as well as establishing new ones. In addition, they value the ability to earn a professional income, which in the current structure they are prohibited from doing. Ding, ding, ding. For this reason, they've made the choice to become members of the royal family with financial independence. Their royal highnesses feel this new approach will enable them to continue to carry out their duties for Her Majesty the Queen while having the future financial autonomy to work externally. Oof. Woo-hoo. What does that mean, Holly? Uh, the Hollywood speak on that statement is that uh, they want to be earning their own money and they want to leverage their royal name in order to do so. Now, it says, while the contribution from the sovereign grant covers just 5% of costs for the Duke and Duchess and is specifically used for their official office expense, the Royal Highnesses prefer to release this financial tie. More details are outlined below. Now, that sovereign grant, yes. that's the dole. That's when we yes. say that the British people are paying their salary. They're alluding to the fact that this 5% is what binds them to all these rules and responsibilities and the prohibition for them to make money independently yes so the sovereign house is an entity a grant excuse me the sovereign grant uh is the money provided by the uk government to the royal household in support of the queen's official duty all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's Stephen diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or uap for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Now I'm reading that from the official royal family website. It includes the maintenance of Buckingham Palace, St. James Palace, Clarence House, uh, Kensington Palace, Windsor Castle, all these places uh, where the royal family conducts business and where they live. Uh, that is supported by taxpayer money. So now Harry and Meghan are leaving that taxpayer money behind. Just to give you a little heads up, um, because they they address this, how much does the British royal family cost UK taxpayers each year? They say the the contribution from UK taxpayers towards the full overhead of the British monarchy is equivalent to about one pound per head per year. Sure. So they're they're like, we don't cost you nothing. Don't worry about it. But here's the thing, Bradley, about that. And we talked a little bit about this uh, earlier on in the show is that the royal family. okay, so they take a, a small little sliver of taxpayer money to support their royal endeavors. But there are systems in place propped up by the government, etc., that allow, essentially, the royal family to have all of their business be tax-free. Okay, that's through the Duchy of Cornwall. Prince Charles is the current Duke of Cornwall. He, so givingly, pays a tax on oh, the so income nice. that so he kind. makes. So Thank kind of him. That. Okay, that's okay. been around, by the way, since the 1300s. If you're just joining okay. us, we're talking about Harry and Meghan stepping down from their royal duties, essentially. But they're still going to do them, but not yeah. really, because yeah. they just want to make some money, because we're not costing you any money. So here's what I want to say, just before we... They have released all of these questions and answers, a sort of FAQ, in response to their post, that they're leaving their royal duties, essentially. Um, uh, they've laid out all of these questions and answers, but before we get to any more of them, I'm just having the feeling that they're really trying very hard. Clearly, this has been in the works for a long time because they have this like exhaustive FAQ, which we could spend the rest of the show going through um, and probably will after the show and talk about tomorrow on the show. Stay tuned to mytalk1071.com all day, every day. Um, I'm just getting the feeling that they're trying real hard to like, there's nothing to worry about. What are you guys worried about? It feels like they're trying to prove something to more than just the British people. Oh, absolutely. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in this elaborate FAQ are completely on the offensive and explaining in detail about why they're making the choice that they're doing uh, to leave their senior royal duties and then justifying what is about to happen. They're, They're laying the groundwork and they're getting out there ahead of the stories and saying, why exactly they're doing the things that they're doing and that uh you know bradley you mentioned this that it was dropped during the holiday uh just last week that they went out and got a trademark for sussex royal yeah that's a very savvy business move on their part absolutely and we don't know exactly what they're going to do with that trademark but what it speaks to is that they're going to be leveraging their royal title for professional Without the strictures of the responsibility that that title requires. Yeah. 
which is interesting. Yeah. Here's another question from this FAQ. Given their transition into members of the royal family, because here's what they're calling themselves. Members of the royal family with financial independence. Yes. And they say that there is like a, a you know, there's a precedent for this. You can read the, the finer details to understand why. But the question is, given their transition into members of the royal family with, with financial independence, will the Duke and Duchess of Sussex maintain their residence at Frogmore Cottage? Essentially, yeah, because the Queen owns it, and as long as she lets us use it, we're going to use it. Yeah, Grandma it's owns the house. It's okay. And Grandma paid for the remodel. Yeah. So don't worry about it. No, NBD, not a big deal. Um, You know what? We'll be right back, and we're going to have more of these questions and answers, along with Crazy Stupid Idiots and the thirty, uh, the throwback live at 245. When we come back right here on My Talk 1071. And we have just a couple more royal bits to tie up before we get over to our crazy, stupid idiots here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. And we'll do that uh, in just a moment. But first, wait, there's more. What? Because today has just been a blockbuster day. Woo! Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have announced that they are no longer going to be senior members of the royal family. They are going to have their cake and eat it too. Yum, yum, yum. <clears throat> and they detailed all of this, by the way. If you want to follow this story, head to mytalk1071.com for details. But I got all of uh, the answers to some questions they thought people would have via their website. And People Magazine is also reprinting this. And there was just one last thing I wanted to bring up before we head to Crazy Stupid Idiots, if you're okay with that. Please. So uh, Megan and Harry are saying they're going to step away. And they're addressing like what that really means. Essentially, they want to... They want to make a bunch of money yeah. and be financially independent. Uh-huh. That's what the yeah. kids call it. But they don't want to have to, like, do all this other stuff. Yeah. That keeps them from making money. Right. So one of the questions that they address is, well, how will the Duke and Duchess of Sussex handle media relations in the future? Because currently there's this thing called the Rota system, which I didn't know anything about until I read about it. It sounds like chicken. It sounds like chicken. Rotisserie royals. But essentially what it amounts to is like it provides um, media outlets with exclusive access to the palace and their stories. So, so it's, it's like the a, PR mechanism by which the I royal think, family disseminates their news and information. Yeah, I, essentially. So obviously, if they're not going to be members of they're not going to be privy to that privilege, they need to have some other way of dealing with the media, which clearly the media is going to want to interact with these two. Because, like, you're going to start seeing these two doing all sorts of things. Yeah, Am I right? You're right. Well, here's what they say about how they will handle with the, uh, the media going forward. <clears throat> In the spring of 2020, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex will be adopting a revised media approach to ensure diverse and open access to their work. This adjustment will be a phased approach as they settle into the new normality of their updated roles. The updated approach aims to... Engage with grassroots media organizations and young, up-and-coming journalists. Invite specialist media to specific events and engagements uh, to give greater access to their cause-driven activities. Widening the spectrum of news coverage. Provide access to credible media outlets focused on objective news reporting to cover key moments and events. Continue to share directly to the wider public via their official communications channels. And they will no longer participate in that Royal Rota system. What is that? Hollywood speak that for me. Ooh, the Hollywood. Hollywood speak about that. Okay, so 
going into more detail about the Royal Rota system. So it says... The core group of UK outlets with Royal Rota access remain the predominant news source throughout which worldwide media organizations receive content on the official engagements of the royal family. These UK media outlets are the Daily Express, the Daily Mail, Mm -hmm. the Daily Mirror, Mm -hmm. the Evening Standard, Mm -hmm. the Telegraph, the Times, Mm -hmm. and the Sun. Now, Bradley, I just read you all of those UK media outlets. Can you tell what kind of relationship Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have a with, bad one. with some of those media outlets. A crappy one. In fact, they're suing some of them. Yes. So, Meghan Markle is currently suing the Daily Mail. So over. these guys, these they are smart. They yeah. are not playing around, these two. Yes. Because what they're essentially saying, oh, I don't know, you Hollywood speak it. I asked you to Hollywood speak it. Well, no, go, go ahead to Hollywood speak it. I Hollywood spoke that information. Now you... Go deep in the I think what they're saying is like, fine, you're going to treat us like dirt. Guess what? We're not going to necessarily play with you. Now, they they probably will to a certain extent, but we're not giving you exclusive exclusivity. In fact, we're going to, you know, include smaller outlets, different outlets, outlets that aren't, you know, um, sort of patronage outlets that they've been providing news to singularly. Yeah. Exclusively for the last, you know. Thousands of years because Great <laughs> yes. Britain is old. Right. Exactly. So what I'm saying is they're like, fine, we'll just go other places and we don't need you. Well, and what that. Yeah, exactly. We don't need you. And remember that Meghan Markle is currently suing Associated Newspapers, which is the publisher of the Daily Mail and the Mail on Sundays over its coverage of Meghan Markle, which they say is biased and untrue. I think that this move specifically is a big, giant middle finger to the UK press. Absolutely. Saying, hey, you know what? We're suing you because you're talking trash about us. Guess what? We're going to pull access. We're going to control access well, to all of our information. Essentially, they're becoming their own royal rota. So th- the question remains whether or not Buckingham Palace has signed off on any of this. I don't think they have. However, whether they have or not, they are truly charting new territory. And one that I would imagine could show the royal family what what possibilities exist for the future of what the monarchy does itself. Although I would say tread lightly or cautiously in this regard, because again, you know, this is a, a delicate balance, the relationship between the British people, the monarchy and the press. Yes, absolutely. And you could see Bradley, to your point, the, the changing nature of the British monarchy in the 21st century, particularly with the focus on Prince William and Prince Harry and the way that they've been handling their Royal duties in the media, you know, they've embracing, they have been embracing progressive causes. They've championed things like mental health. Uh, Meghan Markle has championed uh, uh, empowering women in the workplace, things that are very, uh, top of mind as we move forward into the 21st century. Now, r- smart on their part, because they understand, I think, at their core, that in order for the monarchy to survive, they have to move forward in time and space. Well, and also that they should be able to control their own narrative. Because, right. And this is, I think, the expertise. Expertise? That would be a good uh, tagline for a dentist. Expertise. Mm. Uh, expertise. Meghan Markle brings to the table because Meghan Markle understands, as all American celebrities do, that in this day and age, you are in control. You provide the tablet. You give people the exclusive access. You tell ABC that if you want uh, the exclusive video, North American video 
right to an interview with this couple, you are not going to attack them on your morning shows. Absolutely. I'm not saying that happens. I'm saying allegedly. Allegedly, supposedly. So what I mean by that, to bottom line, it is just that they want to be in control of their story, period. Yes. And my hunch is that, and it's always been this way, that Meghan Markle has direct control over the Sussex Royal Instagram account. She is actually creating the content, probably in collaboration with other professionals. She is the driving force behind that. Now, Meghan Markle had experience before she married Prince Harry at running a lifestyle brand. She had that thing called the TIG, where she was out there communicating with people directly, driving the narrative. So she has a specific point of view in which she wants to portray herself. And we all do, because, I mean, most of us have Instagram accounts. That's the environment we live in. Yeah, that's the environment we live in. So this speaks that she is moving forward in that way. All right. More shall be revealed. We will have more for you. I'm sure Lori and Julia will have more for you. But let's end this segment with what we intended to do when we started and do some crazy stupid idiots uh well then i guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot colleen and bradley present csi it stands for crazy stupid idiots it sure does why well because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 Good work, team. Yeah. Where are we going first and last? Heck, if I know. Oh. We're going to Twitter. The mystery. Twitter. I want to thank Abby, who works here at the station at My Talk 1071, for providing this crazy, stupid, idiot tale. Thanks, Abby. That has been curated via Twitter. Okay. Uh, this comes from a Twitter handle called Fire the GM. I don't know whether or not this story is true. I just want to read it to you. Because this may or may not have happened on the 3rd of January. Can I I tell you a tale? Uh, It happened at a McDonald's. I'm just going to read it. Okay. Fire the GM. So, I got pulled over this morning after leaving McDonald's. I already knew why he got me. Speeding. But, of course, I was going to ask him why he stopped me. I decided to try my luck. I got fart spray as a gag gift on Christmas and decided to try it out. Oh, God. He goes on to say, fire the GM, he, she, I don't know. They got an avatar, JJ. The bottle says to squirt about two sprays. So as the cop walks towards my car, I spray about seven squirts. Oh, God. He stops dead in his track and said, OMFG, what the blank is that? I said, I got a situation, sir. The look on his face was priceless, and I said, Sir, my stomach hurts, and I'm trying to get home because I, and he's at my window, and I didn't even finish my sentence because he grabbed his face, backs up, and says, Oh, blank, I think you need an ambulance. And I said, No, try not to laugh. He looked worried and sick. And the officer said, in all caps, Be careful and try not to speed, but I understand it's awful. Hold on, I'll escort you. Oh, no. JJ fired the GM goes on to say I did not expect it to go this way but the officer followed me back to my house and waited till I got out of my car he stayed in his I had to walk all the way to the door holding my butt cheeks together and limping like I was no hurting but here's the thing no ticket written hey so who's the crazy stupid idiot in this case us because we didn't think of this that's right the last time we got pulled over oh the last time you let off a stink bomb I have actually in my life been pulled over for 
<sighs> expired tabs. It's a long story, but it was years and years ago. Um, I don't know if you want to follow the advice of JJ Fire the GM I, because I feel like this had a happy ending. Also, so to speak. I feel like if you are if you appear to be grabbing something and releasing it with your hand, yeah, in a vehicle as a policeman is approaching, a police woman, a police officer, I kind of feel like. Uh, that's a risk I'm not going to take. No. I'm going to keep my hands to myself, and yes. I'm going to do what I'm told, and I'm going to take yeah. my lumps. And y- You know, that's what they say, take your lumps. Like, you know, get the ticket is what I'm saying. Take my ticket. Okay. Lumps in the context of this story could go a lot of different ways. That's true. That's true. Well, if he's hot. Anyway, um, when we come back, it's the Throwback Live at 245. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 